Hey, Sid. Hey, Rayon. Ooh. How's it going? Ooh. <laughs> they haven't been talking to people too much. <laughs> Got a little frog in my throat. I'm good. How are you? Oh, man. We're surviving. We are. Doing what we can. I'm excited. This is episode three of our remote recording experiment, and it seems to be going pretty well. Sure is. Which is very exciting. What's your update? <laughs> um, so as we know, gyms are closed and <laughs> things have changed. <laughs> and so I don't have access to the same gym that I used to have access to. And I was pretty like solid in my gym routine. And I know last week we talked about a lot of people doing like at-home workouts and going on Instagram Live, which has been super, super helpful. But I think the mental gymnastics I've been trying to do to like say to myself, this is just as good as your gym workout has taken me more time than I anticipated it would. Um, So I'm trying some different things and specifically for cardio. So I am very lucky to have a couple of like weights that I can use in my apartment. Um, But cardio has been a little different. So, you know, like I stopped running a while back because I have a wonky knee (laughs) And, uh, but I was like, maybe I'll give it a shot again. So I've been trying running. I've done a dance party on Instagram live. I'm trying some new cardio from Nike plus, um, because Nike plus premium is actually free right now. So they've like taken down that paywall, which is exciting. Um, so I've tried a little bit of everything and I'm just trying to like find something that I really enjoy. The running was like kind of nice to get used to, but I also just bought, Wegmans has like knee stabilizers, those fun like sock things Mm -hmm. that you can throw over your knee. And so I'm feeling a lot more confident about my ability to do some things because of that stabilizer. So I'm just trying to find specifically for cardio some new stuff and I'm getting out of my comfort zone. The dance party was definitely something that I've never done before. Um, But we got a shout out from our friend Katie Norris, who said that that would be maybe something fun to try. So I tried it. Um, And it did give me a very good like 45 minute cardio workout. Um, So I'm going to keep track of those and see if maybe maybe I'm going to throw that into my my new routine. I love that. I I feel like the variety is uh, what's missing from my workout routine. And I think it's nice to be able to have those moments um, to like try things that are are new and different and like really sweat it out because I don't think. I'm not currently getting that. The extent of my like long workouts is like a four mile walk around all the neighborhoods. <laughs> Which is serious. The four mile walks, when you were talking about that, it was like, that is a big deal. That is not, a, you know, that's not small time here. So yeah, I think the fact body, that you're getting moving is good. My body is craving more of the uh, outdoor fresh air when I can get it. So for sure, that's where, that's where I'm leaning in. Do, do more of that for sure. Do whatever um, you can. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically like the narrative these days. Do whatever you can that feels good. That's like where I'm going with things. Um, what is your update, Bron? Well, uh, obviously we talked about this new work from home environment that we're in um, on our last episode. And um, I read this really helpful article from on Medium um, called The Five-Minute Shutdown Routine That Can Improve Your Entire Day. And so I've been um, in this mode of like really having a hard time like cutting off work from like because everything's happening in, in home 
that I need to like figure out the best way to shift. And like for a while it was um, walks, but there were a couple nights where it was like the weather wasn't great. And so I needed to find, um, find alternatives. And so this article is actually really helpful. And it talked about um, a couple things that you can do to like cut things off at the end of the day. Um, and obviously one of them is, uh, very helpful, which is like in general, clearing the clutter so that you start your day without distractions. So it's like organizing your desk, throwing away the extra papers, um, making sure that there isn't like mugs left all over your desk, move everything to the kitchen, the dishwasher, whatever. Um, so that you start your day and you're like, I have exactly what I need in front of me. Um, and then at the end of the day, like knowing that you're wrapping things up, making an action item list of like, here are the three priorities to start my day um, tomorrow has been like the most helpful because mm. I, I find that when you're in this work from home mode and like you kind of feel like you can always be working, mm-hmm. being able to draw the line at the end of the day um, by setting actions for the next day. So it's like, here's how I'm going to start my day. Or like, these are the three things I have to get done tomorrow. And knowing that um, those things are written down and like you have a plan for them and they're off your mind. It doesn't, you don't feel like you have to get them done that evening when you're like sitting and trying to like shake the day off Mm -hmm. because you're not like, I'm going home, so I must. And I think this might be a little bit harder because we don't, like, we're not in a scenario where we have kids. Like, there are other people that I work with that's like, it's now dinner time mode or, like, family mode. And right. for us, it's like, we could, like, I, I just need something to, like, transition into, mm-hmm. like, you're now in no longer work mode. <laughs> I really like that, especially the clear the clutter. I feel like that's something that I haven't thought about as much of like, because I'm working at my little cafe table in like our shared space. And so the kitchen is like a stone's throw away from where I work. Um, And, you know, like I'll have my coffee mug and then I'll have like my little bowl for my blueberries and stuff like that. And being intentional about making sure those things are off of that table by the end of the day and like saying to myself, like, this is you ending your day. This is you, like, creating your space for the next morning, making sure things go, like, back to where they're supposed to be. So the routine gets built in by way of making sure that your space is, like, ready for you the following day. Um, I like that a lot. I'll need to Mm -hmm. make sure that I... I do, I do that with more like intentionality than I think I'm doing it now. I think right now I'm like, oh, like there's a dish, put it away. But instead of saying like, this is your workspace right now, now it's your, you know, dinner space and then it will go back to being your workspace. What does it need to do to be ready for that? Um, And just be thoughtful about it. So I like that a lot. I'm into it. I'm into it. And I'll have to take a look at that article too. I'll share it in show notes for everyone queenspeaking.com slash 115 115 um speaking of 115 what are we talking about today Bron? what uh who are we, who are we covering it's our monthly uh women inspiring team qs episode yes so, we wanted to highlight someone that uh we obviously admire but also someone who's been getting us through these uh uncertain times as we refer to them now <laughs> which is like the most pc way way to say life is freaking crazy right now <laughs> true i i like the uncertain times it's like 
not ominous, but it feels kind of like a movie. And it's like something you're like, okay, I can slide into this. I feel okay about this. <laughs> exactly. So that person is uh, Farnoosh Tarabi, um, who hosts the podcast So Money. And uh, obviously, we're in this quarantine mode and we have a rapidly shifting economy and getting some financial advice from a great expert is uh, obviously really helpful and wise. And so we just wanted to put a spotlight on her because um, not only has her content been like very relevant right now, uh, just in general, she's like such a great person for us to rely on for, um, or at least I personally have loved her input and in, in her podcast episodes and her the way that she approaches Q&As and just wanted to talk through some of the things we can learn from her. Yeah, I'm excited about this one because you've been talking about her for quite some time now, obviously long before any of the current, you know, life situation happened. And you've always, what I appreciate is that, like, although you've not met her personally, there is a trust that, like, exists with the advice that she gives and what she talks about. And, and you know, not just because of her background, which we'll get into in a second, but the way she talks to her audience It applies to your life, and also there's a trust that's been built based on, I assume, um, the advice that you've taken and the things that you've done based on what she said. It's like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. This is an accessible way for me to learn more about how to make my money work for me and how to manage things and and all of that good stuff. So I've always appreciated what you've talked about um, in reference to her, so I'm really excited to learn more about her today. Amaze. Yeah, so let's get into it, Bron. Give me the career highlights. Well, she started her career as a financial reporter and, like many of us, uh, was obviously in debt and not making enough money to pay it down, um, which I appreciate as, like, a hey, I feel you. I lived and uh, have, like, fully experienced the, like, world of being in debt and not really knowing how to, like, navigate it or being, like, I'm literally making $18 an hour and here's hoping for the best. (laughs) Mm, Right, right, right. And I personally feel like uh, those stories are really helpful um, to hear from people. It's a lot of why we talked, like what we talk about on these episodes is like, what, what was, what were the early days? Like, how did you get through these moments? And I love that she has always been very frank about um, her start and getting your start as a reporter. Like most reporters aren't making Boku bucks. So right. um, the fact that she's been able to make such a success- successful career um, from the start that she, uh, where she got her start in financial reporting uh, is actually really awesome. Um, she's obviously uh, written books as a follow-up to uh, her knowledge and experience. Um, the first one was published in 2008 called You're So Money, Live Rich Even When You're Not, which I feel like is an anthem I want to uh, <laughs> live by. <laughs> um, so it's uh, the book is described as uh, tell-all for young adults seeking financial independence. And this is just like from listening to her podcast and obviously getting like a more in-depth look at her life um, after becoming like a super fan of what she talks about. Um, This is like kind of a core element of a lot of the things that she covers um, in the podcast too, is like having this perspective um, is very much unique to the way that she approaches her content too. Um, The second book that she published was in, uh, came out in 2014 called When She Makes More, uh, which 
is amazing and it serves as a resource for women who uh, bring home the bacon, aka are the ones that are cashing in on all the monies. Um, yeah, and so more. kind of thinking about like how you can balance family life with uh, making money and making sure that all those things uh, still are thriving in, in your own personal life. I really liked learning more about her from the sense of like what she's done before she started so money, like everything you talked about. I appreciated in her bio, she talked about like specifically what life events led to each of the books. So Mm -hmm. like you were saying, like she lived this life of being a reporter, not making much money, wanting to make more. How do you go about doing that? And I think when you're coming from that authentic place of having lived it, you are not just speaking to people and meeting them where they are because you know where they are, but you also are just um, helping people feel like they're not alone. You're not like coming from your mountaintop and saying like, let me help you. I know so much about this, but she's like standing on the ground with you and looking at you like a person who wants to do things differently, do things better, whatever it is. um, And just talks honestly about that. And I, I really always enjoy when people take a second to share about themselves um, because again, it continues to build that trust. Even if you're new to this person or you're just starting to think about like money stuff being whatever she could do from where she is um, to build that trust without having to be to, to, without um, being able to be directly in front of you having a specific conversation with you. I think um, that time taken is just really special and something that we should all kind of probably strive to do more of, of just like, how do we look someone in the eye and say, we can help you with this. We've been there and whatever that kind of thing is. So I liked that her, her website really d- dug into all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool too, because so like, obviously as she gained notoriety and published these books that people clearly responded to, that's how she ended up getting um, asked to be on the Today Show, Good Morning America. She's written for so many magazines like Glamour, Marie Claire, Oprah's Magazine. All my faves. <laughs> Loves that. And it, it's so great too because like the content, the way I think what's interesting is that because she comes from like being in an interview space as a reporter or like thinking about news, she knows how to create content that's engaging. And so I feel like she just was like well prepared for expanding her presence into these like major networks and obviously being based in new york and like showing up on today's show and good morning america is like hey come on down the street right right (laughs) like the the geographic worked out really well for her there but like you know she she was talking to people who had notoriously been neglected in the money conversation between young people and women she spoke directly to those audiences and then you think about magazines like glamour marie claire oprah like who are those magazines talking to? It just gives you that foot in the door to say, like, the, I'm talking to you as a woman myself, as a young person who needed help with this area. Like, how can I spread that message to these audiences that are the target market for all of those magazines um, and, and TV shows? So I appreciate how she kind of, like, felt that ripple effect from starting with the books, talking authentically about this stuff. And then these networks were like, we need more of this because there are so many more people who want to hear this. Mm -hmm. And so obviously now she hosts the financial podcast, So Money, um, which 
releases uh, several interview episodes. I think she has at least three episodes go out a week. It's pretty impressive, which wow. is like when I'm we're like, like whoa. whoa, once a week is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> On top of like everything else that she does, you're like, holy Toledo. That's serious. Yeah. So she does uh, interview episodes and then Ask Farnoosh, which are uh, Q&A style episodes. And those dig into the gamut of uh, financial curiosity, uh, insight, uncovers, uh, obviously, the guests' personal money stories, which I find really interesting because you can take the lessons that other people have learned through their, like, own pursuit and she gets really interested like she's had some cool people on the podcast but she also gets really interesting people that you would never think to like let's hear what this like dominatrix has to say about how she uh gets her business all lined up and like that's the awesome perspe- it was actually some that is a bad example because it was someone who interviewed dominatrix to get their perspective so uh, but still and wrote a book about it but like that purview into like how do you think about money in all these different realms? Um, she, There's like no stone uncovered in terms of the people that she interviews. And so I think um, it really is cool the way that she's approached um, structuring her episodes and the people that she gets on. And she obviously has like really cool people that she, uh, like big names that she interviews as well. And she's hit I think a thousand episodes at this point plus, which is bonkers. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) But I appreciate, like you said, sometimes with podcasts like that, it's like, oh, unless they're talking to me or people like me, what am I really going to get out of out of this? Right. So the fact that she intentionally makes sure that she is running the whole gamut of different types of people from different industries at different age ranges at different wealth capacities like all of these things you will surely find someone either that you identify with or you want to be more like and I think Mm -hmm. making sure I mean obviously she's churning out like a crazy amount of episodes but she's I, I assume a part of that is to say like there is someone like you out there. We are going to do what we can to make sure you're hearing from every type of person that you can then identify with. Or again, I want to be more like that. How do I do that? How do I get those questions answered? So um, I think that that is just, and it seems like she's doing it. Obviously, like we all want to make a good living and all of that stuff, but it seems like her focus really is her audience and really Mm -hmm. doing whatever she can to make sure whatever she's learning, whatever she's internalizing, any knowledge that she's gained is just to turn it back out and share it with the audience that really needs it as well. Um, And I think that's awesome. Oh yeah. Um, It's, it's great because it feels like relatable content and it feels like one of the things that I feel like we get feedback on is like, oh, we're listening in on a conversation that you were having, like, with the two of us. And what's really cool is that she, like, because she has experience as a reporter, she's such a great interviewer. Um, And so it feels like the pacing of the episodes are, even though they're quick, most of them are like, you know, max 30 minutes, you feel like you get so much out of it. Yeah, I love that. I love that so, so much. Um, So what can we learn from Farnoosh? Well, um, so I keep starting every statement. We, I've shifted from um to well to, you know, uh, <laughs> to, you just know. <laughs> trying to start my s- sentences without a uh, filler word. I think Goals. it's endearing. It's so endearing. 
<laughs> do more of that. <laughs> Working on it, guys. Uh, so she shifted her content recently. Obviously, we're in this like post-coronavirus outbreak, and a lot of her um, recent episodes, whether it was the interviews or her Ask Farnoosh episodes, um, which are her Q&A style uh, content they're really hitting on topics that are super relevant right now. And like immediately was like, okay, the stock market's declining. How do we handle this? And like, how do we think about managing our investments? And like answering questions that are super relevant to the world that we're living in right now. And like thinking about what it's like to prepare for a recession. And obviously uh, what follows that are these interview episodes where she's covering topics like how can small business owners attempt to earn more money this year with all of this economic uncertainty and addressing ways to take care of our personal health as we spend more time indoors. And just like thinking about how um, the world that we're in is obviously affecting the way that people are thinking about things. And to be able to say like, okay, we're shifting our content. She's shifting her content in that same uh, same vein and trying to figure out the best way to provide insight and helpful advice in a way that's like very much related to the world that we're living in right now. Yeah. And what I also love is that the timing kind of, she was like in progress working through this, but the timing worked out super well and recently launched um, a video series. And it feels like so timely and relevant based on the world that we're in right now. And she's obviously like just thinking about how can, you know, we get more of this like face-to-face engaging experience uh, and being able to have her talk through this stuff. And she has, she actually has a lot of video experience from previous work that she did with um, Yahoo online. Uh, And so it's cool to see like how her podcast world is now shifting into video world too. That's awesome. I feel like she is showing us so much leadership in the way that she is confronting everything that's happening. And you really see how a leader operates when they're in hot water, right? So it's like everything shifted super quickly when it came to financial stuff um, in a very short period of time. And the fact that she was on top of it, wanted to confront it head on, wanted to talk about the things that weren't just the stock market that affects like a group of people, but also talk to our small business owners and people that um, really support our whole community. I feel like she just exuded leadership in that way of just saying like, this isn't about just one set of one group of people. This is about all of us. And we're all having questions. Either we have friends that are in these different positions, or we ourselves are in these different positions. So I feel like she just took this and I don't even I'm like very careful I don't want to call it an opportunity but I think it was and it wasn't even like strategic it was just like this is what we need right now so let's shift gears let's mm-hmm. talk about this in a in a way that's going to help people feel more confident and comfortable about that and I just think that shows so much leadership on her part to not be afraid of that conversation and trust her expertise in right now when we probably really need it most hundred percent. Uh, she's also all about the hustle and encourages and empowers people to seek financial independence. And what I love most about this specific thing, um, is that there's really like one thing that she is like a huge advocate for, or like pushes on her podcast is that there's really no real financial fail safe. And like, she'll kind of go hard in, in a direction and like does, 
for some people doesn't make them happy. And I I appreciate that she leans in fully and is like, this is where I'm coming from. And this is my POV. And this just makes, to me, this is smart. And so I think that that's like an important thing for, um, to consider in the way that she approaches the, her, how she communicates with her audience, the content that she creates, and also being like, this is like a hard line. Like, you as an individual should be smart about your money. And she advocates for people, especially women, um, to get smart about our finances. No, even if you're like in a very happy marriage and your husband manages the finances, like have an understanding of how it works so that in the event that something happens, like no one's like hoping for any crazy stuff to happen, but like there are emergencies and things that you can't prepare for that happen. And so like having an understanding of uh, what we can do to ensure our own uh, financial security, regardless of the situation that we're in is really important. And she like fully, fully pushes that in uh, a lot of her episodes and the way that she talks about money and being smart about your finances. And I think it's really important for especially women um, thinking about like, what do I need to know? How do I educate myself? And the way that I, I love that her content does that in a way that makes me feel like, thank you for informing me. I right. didn't realize, like she doesn't make it sound like the things that you're saying aren't like you don't ask, none of these things are stupid questions and she'll, she'll reiterate stuff and bring things up and dive deeper into things. And I just find it so helpful because there's so many people that just don't know enough. That's so awesome to hear too, especially because from the, the piece you said about um, having a point of view, I think, as you know, one of the scariest thing about putting your voice like out into the world is knowing that people aren't going to love what you're going to say all the time and being prepared for that, but being educated, knowledgeable, and and know enough to defend where you're coming from and defend it in a very smart and consistent way. Um, and so I really appreciate what you said about like knowing that not everybody loves what she talks about when it comes to like, you never know what's going to happen to anything or anyone at any time. Mm-hmm. And it's not to live a life in fear, but it is to, like, how do we stay prepared? How do we stay knowledgeable? How do we make sure we're not ignoring realities that could come at some time and taking that perspective and sharing that perspective is really brave. I think a lot of times, especially as a woman, um, and especially as a woman working in finance, which isn't necessarily historically, and now that's changing. Um, it hasn't historically been the most populated by women. Um, and so I think to, to hear that she is not backing down from that perspective gives me a lot to think about as far as like, okay, how, how do I share information? How do we share information? How do we stay educated, but also like have a really strong opinion that we're ready to defend. Um, Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always have to be like the most political or the most like serious thing. It can be anything that we feel really strongly about that we're ready to dig into. How are we preparing to dig into it? And how are we helping other people be fearless in how they present their ideas and how they talk about what their opinions are. So I really appreciate learning more about that from you about her, that that's not something she is backing down from. No way. That said, she's also a hardcore rep for that female breadwinner. Snapping my fingers hard. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously there's a lot of stigma around women who make more money than their uh, male counterparts uh, because for whatever reason, it's uh, seen as demeaning by some people or there's probably another word for it, but exceptionally frustrating. And yeah. I appreciate that she's hot on the train to support the mission to get ladies paid. Mm-hmm. I think recently it was equal pay, pay day. Yeah, yes. Yes. Very recently. Let's make that happen. Obviously, uh, what's important from her perspective as well is that it, it shakes the relationship bias that exists between like male and female breadwinners. And like the lady can be the one that brings home all the cash for the fam. And the husband is the one that stays home. Like, mm-hmm. let's make the, more of those opportunities like let's shake things up she's fully in the space where obviously you know we want to encourage people to continue to make money and do the best work that they can be doing but we shouldn't be limited as women by the fact that's just like the circumstance that you're in and you shouldn't feel bad about it and i think the fact that she's like i stand fully behind you i will encourage you to keep doing this feels like a very important message to be uh, pushing to the world. Absolutely. For sure, for sure. She has this great graphic on her website that kind of illustrates, um, you know, I love an infographic, um, but it really illustrates what happens when women make more and how your family, your community, your world benefit from you not only being someone who makes more money but you being the breadwinner of your family and it's not that it's like important or the right thing for the woman to be the breadwinner but it is something that like you said hasn't been um especially i think us us growing up we haven't we we didn't talk about that that much of like, Mm-mm. you know, or when we did hear about it, I'm very like lucky to have friends who are in that position. And it's always been a very open conversation and there's never been any like negative energy around it from partners or from anything like that. But it's not that that doesn't mean it doesn't exist other places. And so this infographic really showed this isn't just like a thing we want because it's a thing we want. This is what happens when that thing we want actually exists and what happens for our community when that thing exists and I think there is always value in not just saying a thing like you said like we talked about earlier not just saying a thing because we want it to be true but what the facts show when it is true and so Mm -hmm. basing how we operate on that how do we lean into that data and lean into those facts and really blow them up so people are like oh this doesn't have to be like, you know, a, a stigmatized thing. This can be something that's joyful and happy and awesome and powerful um, and teaches people that like there are a lot of ways to be. And this is just one of them. But it's a really important one if we emphasize it. So true. And I think just in general, the way that she approaches her financial advice feels so authentic and insightful. And I think just like knowing that it's coming from this conversational place, but also rooted in fact and understanding and a baseline of financial understanding. It's not just like, like it's not like you and me being like, here's financial advice. That's like, right. no, <laughs> not, a great, not a great place. You like, all heard my budget let stories. The experts, <laughs> let the experts do their job. And uh, I think 
what I appreciate about the way that she talks about it. She makes it easy to understand and helpful and continues to reiterate things and it helps kind of like ground us because I feel there's so much about the financial industry and investing and managing your debt and just being smart about finances that's confusing and it's frustrating that it's confusing but she makes it approachable in a way that's like thank you for saying it to me in a way that I finally understand it instead of irs.com because the words are big and put together in a way that make it hard and confusing. (laughs) And there is nothing wrong with admitting that. You know I'm the first to admit that there are a lot of things that I don't understand. So when someone breaks things down for me in a way that's like, oh, like that's digestible. Those are words that I I hear often and can now apply to finances. Like that Mm -hmm. feels good. Um, So I appreciate that she is bringing more of that energy into the space because I think we need it. So agree. We're going to share a bunch of links about her uh, with like links to her podcast. We referenced a couple episodes that are recently super helpful and relevant. Um, So we'll link to a bunch of resources in our show notes, which will also be at queenspeaking.com slash 115. Um, But we'd love to hear from you all about how much you're, uh, what you can get from uh, Farnoosh. If you're listening to her podcast, if you're a super fan If we're friends, you probably have already seen me share a bunch of her stuff on Instagram. So we'll spread the word uh, at queen underscore speaking on Insta as well. We sure will. Amaze. Shall we break? Let's break. Break. 